the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost. Amen. A few years ago, our son called and excitedly told us that they were expecting the birth of their third child, their first son, and that they had decided to name him Joseph. Diane and I immediately thought of Joseph in the Old Testament and thought that a baby quilt of many colors might make an appropriate gift. We were then informed that our grandson was being named in honor of St. Joseph, the husband of Mary and the foster father of Jesus. As you might suspect, other than some child-sized woodworking tools, nothing immediately came to mind. We perused several Christian internet sites for something associated with Joseph and eventually found a St. Joseph t-shirt that read, Not Your Average Joe. Neither St. Mark nor St. John wrote about Joseph in their Gospels. St. Luke, in his infancy narrative, wrote extensively about many persons involved in the coming of the Messiah. He mentioned Zacharias and Elizabeth, the parents of John the Baptist, as well as Simeon and Anna at the presentation of Jesus in the temple. However, St. Luke says almost nothing about Joseph other than making an occasional reference of his physical presence at selected events in a few passages. Quote, and Joseph was there. It certainly makes for a good start, but is that really all that's expected of a father? Just show up, just be there? God did not think it wise or prudent that a father be merely a bystander in the life of a family. A child needs the love and active involvement of both a father and a mother. With as much care and thought as Mary was selected to be the mother of our Lord, God prepared Joseph for his important role as a father. St. Matthew describes Joseph as a just man, meaning that he conformed his life faithfully and conscientiously, observing the commandments of God. And the law forbade a man to marry a woman who had been guilty of fornication with another man during the time of their betrothal. It provided two remedies. Joseph could opt for a public divorce, stating charges, impossibly subjecting Mary to death by stoning, or he could divorce her quietly without providing a cause for the action. His intent was to do the latter and spare her public shame. The virtue of justice applies the requirements of God's law with compassion and mercy. Joseph was indeed just. Joseph also lived the virtue of obedience. This morning's gospel tells us that while Joseph thought on these things, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, telling him that the child was from the Holy Ghost and that he should take Mary as his wife. This was the first of three dreams Joseph received, and he humbly and obediently responded to each one in faith. To obey requires listening, accepting what is said, and following through an action, even when it is difficult or challenging. Joseph was obedient, and as such, he modeled obedience for the child Jesus as he grew toward manhood and the cross. Following God can be inconvenient and require a change in thinking. Being asked to be the foster father and human role model for the Messiah was not a job one would normally volunteer for. Joseph, the husband, had to be helpful, caring, sensitive, and reliable. 
he took full responsibility caring for a very pregnant wife on an arduous three, day, three or four day journey from Nazareth to Bethlehem. As protector of his wife and child, he had to endure rejection, accept lodging in a lowly stable, welcome strangers, and live among animals. And that was just the beginning. Later on, Joseph, the family man, had to endure fleeing his ancestral home, becoming a refugee, and reestablishing himself in an expatriate community. He knew what it was like to search for a job and to provide for his family's needs. Joseph, the worker, was a tecton, which in Greek refers to being a craftsman or an artisan, one who works with wood, stone, or metal. He labored hard physically on a daily basis to provide for the needs of his family. Nonetheless, Joseph was faithful to the call of God upon his life. After a time when it seemed the danger was over, there appeared to be nothing to keep Joseph in Egypt. But Joseph, the patient, remained in Egypt without complaint, continuing his work as though he would never leave. He stayed there for no other reason than that of being faithful to the angel's instruction, to remain there until I bring thee word. He resisted the temptation to get out ahead of God's will, timing, while exercising trust and endurance. Scripture does not record one word uttered by Joseph. It only tells us what Joseph the silent did in his life. However, as Jesus teaches us, quote, by their fruits, you will know them. 20 centuries later, Joseph still provides us with an example of what it means to live as a godly man. We learn from scripture that Joseph was faithful and obedient to all that God asked of him. He was a protective husband and father who placed the well-being of his wife and child above his own wants and desires. He was certainly not your average Joe. In the name of the Father, of the Son, of the Holy Ghost. Amen.